into the wood that gave a good view inside, and I stood quietly watching the man. He looked to be in his mid-fifties, with a stooped posture and hair that had gone nearly but not quite all the way to silvery white. At a glance the two of us wouldn't have looked much alike, but there was something in his features of my own, aged and tempered. He hadn't seen me, the corridor was darker than the brightly lit hall, and I knew the lights inside would reflect off the window glass. I could have opened the door to step inside, but I stayed where I was. I'd been standing there for maybe five minutes when a soft noise caught my attention. Different movements make different sounds, the steady tread of someone walking, the scrape of shifting feet, the patter of someone in a hurry, and with practice you can learn to filter them, picking out the ones that don't fit in. It's nothing to do with magic, just simple awareness, a primal skill that anyone can learn, but which most people in the modern age have forgotten. But anyone who lives as a predator, or as prey, learns it fast. The sound I'd heard was the sound of someone trying to stay quiet and hidden, and I stepped quietly into the cover of the doorway, one hand moving to the hilt of the knife beneath my coat. The doorway blocked line of sight, hiding me from anyone behind or ahead. It blocked my view, too, but I don't need a view to see. The corridor was empty and ordinary, pale walls and faded blue carpet, but to my sight it was a branching spread of possible futures, lines of light forking and multiplying in the darkness. In each possible future, I took a different action, moved a different way, and in every one of them my future self changed to match it, thousands of futures branching into millions and billions. I picked out two of the delicate strands of light and focused on them, letting them strengthen and grow. In one I stepped out of hiding and turned left, in the other I moved right. My future selves walked away from me, and as they did, I watched, guiding the possible futures to keep myself walking down the corridor, seeing what my future eyes would see. The right-hand self found nothing. The left-hand self heard a scuffle of movement. The left-hand branches multiplied, dividing, and I guided my future self down the path where he chased after the sound. More futures branched out, and as they did, I recognized a familiar element, a signature. I moved closer to look, and suddenly I knew who was following me. The instant that I did, the future wavered and faded into nothingness. Now that I knew who it was, I had no reason to walk down there to find out. Physically carrying out all the possible actions I'd just run through would have taken the best part of a minute, but divination works at a speed of thought, and the only limit on what you can do is how clearly and quickly you can focus. From beginning to end the whole thing had taken me less than a second. From down the corridor I heard another stealthy movement. I'd kept quite still as I'd used my magic, and my pursuer had no way to know that I was there. Cautious footsteps advanced up the corridor. I waited, letting them approach, then stepped out into view,
the fingers of my right hand flicking forward. The girl who'd been following me jumped back. She was wearing jeans and a light green top, and as soon as she saw me, she started moving, but the metal disc I'd thrown bounced off her stomach before she could get out of the way. She began to drop into a stance, her right hand going to the small of her back. No use going for a weapon, I told her. You're dead. With a sigh, Luna dropped her arm and straightened. How long did you know I was there? Luna is half English and half Italian, with fair skin, wavy light brown hair, and a lot more confidence than she used to have. She's an adept rather than a mage, the bearer of an ancient family curse which protects her at the expense of killing anyone who gets too close, and she's been my apprentice for around two years. Nowadays...